I'm Natalie. You may know me from such podcasts as this one, Infinitely Irrational. So Kay and I, if you're a regular listener, we're both kind of working on separate projects. So in the meantime, I'm bringing some amazing friends in to kind of help us through these trying times. And so uh, we met Jennifer previously and Jennifer Stallman, an instructional designer, is back to help us out. Again, we realized we had a lot in common, including that we have watched the Tiger King documentary on Netflix. (laughs) Fun fact. So welcome back, Jennifer. We are excited to have you. Thank you. I am happy to be back. Hooray. So (laughs) I think today, the focus of today, you and I have had lots of conversations about what online teaching looks like. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what, what advice do you have to our listeners just in general? Let's just open that up. (laughs) <laughs> All right. In, yeah. In general, just number one, just be forgiving with yourself right now. Don't You don't have to do everything. I feel like, especially when, when we have the time to talk about online education, people get real tied up in the word online. Well, online teaching is still teaching, right? Mm-hmm. If you've been a teacher and you, you understand pedagogy, you're going to understand how to teach online once you once you kind of wrap your mind around going to that. So remember, it, it is still about teaching. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. The end of this semester is just particularly is going to be triage. Now, I know mm-hmm. many people are, are already looking at preparing for online for summer. So I would say, you know, if you're kind of doing both these things do them in conjunction with, you know, one another. You're wrapping this semester up, but do start now thinking about your your summer class and, and kind of develop it as you finish this spring class because you'll you'll make changes to it as you as you I mean I think that's some of the yeah. benefit of online learning is that you can always improve on what mm-hmm. you've already built. But you know, and I yes. appreciate what you're saying about thinking ahead, but at the same time, I also think that this is kind of one of those how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I don't want anybody to stress out about it, sure. But but if you know, especially if you know you're going to be teaching the same class fully online in the summer, it's okay to like to think put about that what's your, working. Exactly. And to, to maybe put the course, you know, whatever your LMS is, put it in a in a sandbox or a, mm-hmm. a test course off to the side. Would you yeah, recommend they speak that. with an instructional designer? <laughs> I would absolutely speak with an instructional <laughs> designer because that's what we're there there for. You know, we are there to help you think about how to put together and plan your class so your students meet your student uh, your student learning outcomes. So you know, I'm glad so, you yeah, said definitely. that. You know, and I'd like you to talk a little more about that. And maybe we should have done this in the first episode, but you know, whatever, here we are. This is the life we're living now. We're, we're being, we're adapting. That's um, right. You know, when people hear instructional designer, that term is tossed around a lot, right? And, you know, yes. we've got instructional designers, instructional technologists, instructional specialists, whatever. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. a designer is different in, in that what? How does your role, how is your role different from all the others? Because first of, first of all, I think instructional designers are dang cool. Oh, thanks, man. I think math teachers are dang cool. Thank you. I do too. <laughs> Hooray for us. Long yeah, distance yes. high five. <laughs> Instructional designers are really there to talk more about the, the structure of your course and to really talk about education side of it, the planning side of it, to really help you examine your course and think, 
especially when it comes to online, Mm -hmm. you know, to look at it and examine it and go, in what ways is this material best delivered online versus how it would have been, you know, face to face? Mm -hmm. We're really there to kind of help you work through those type of questions versus just technical. Uh, we certainly can help with that in, in mm-hmm. many places at many times. But but yeah, we're, we're there more to talk about pedagogy. You're kind of the Gandalf here that's helping Aragorn oh. and everyone. I mean, it, but Gandalf like the it. white, not Gandalf the gray, right? Um, right, you've right. Got, you've got the, the, the very Zen type of, you know, it's okay. Things will be okay. Let me guide you. Yeah. yeah going to run into yeah. problems. But while you're working on that, I'll work on something else and I'll bring like the Rohirrim to come help you at the Battle of Helm's <laughs> Deep, right? We will get through this and be successful together. Promise. I love it. I love <laughs> the way you pull these things together. Um, and I, there should be a little caveat because that is what uh, many instructional designers do at many institutions. Okay. At other institutions, their role may be different. Like they may actually be creating content and classes for people. So, you know, it just depends on your school. So I would, I would check on that Mm because it it is a little bit different. Instructional designers can do a lot of different things. You know, some places they just work on more graphic design and and creating multimedia things and whatnot. And this differs from, from other roles, maybe in that you guys are actually (laughs) trained in how to do that as opposed to, well, here is how you create a discussion board, though you can do that. It's not. Okay. We would talk about the why. Why would you use discussion here? Is this the best thing to use here? Are you just putting discussion here just because you feel like somebody else did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, And we're there for those types of conversations. And I really like that what you're talking about is also, um, with a focus on caring about students. Oh, yeah. I, I always feel a little, I don't know, a little squishy when, when I say it. But your students can definitely tell if you care about them or not, even online, even so online. Squishy. And, so squishy. Yeah. So squishy. <laughs> and when you care about your students in your class, they can feel that, like they mm-hmm. get that. And that definitely helps them remain engaged in the course. Yeah. If they feel like you don't care about them or the, the course, they can easily check out they could check out really easily, yeah. especially especially now with this bizarre situation, you know, that we're in. Now, all of our students are online students. And oh as gosh. we know, yeah. as we've discussed, online learning is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to... You know, to, I got to tell you, yeah. this but, morning ooh. I was having a conversation with my husband and yeah. I was talking to him because there are some students I have not been able to reach. I haven't heard from yeah. them and I don't know if they are okay and yeah, yeah. It is breaking and my heart. It is just yes. It is just breaking my heart. It's really rough, and you know that goes back to what we were talking about. You've already you've already built relationships mm-hmm. with these students, and yeah, you know when you can't find them, it, it is. It's really really hard, and it could be a thing where they're just you know maybe not paying attention to their email or don't realize that you want them to reach back out. You know, I, you well, never you know. know what's I mean, going part of the them. part of the thing, right, is that. We've emailed, we've looked for phone numbers. Some didn't have phone yeah. numbers in the system. And yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I think some of this is going to have to be us being okay with not knowing. And truthfully, yes. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to get there, but you know, I will always <laughs> wonder, is this person okay? Because right. why would, why do we get into teaching? Right. We get into teaching because I mean, I can't speak for the, the wide 
world, but I, mm-hmm. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help yeah. my students. And I still do. What am I talking about past tense? But, <laughs> ah, that, that was the before time, you know, but I still, I still want to do that. I still care very much about them. And I'm absolutely. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is tough. And I, I've definitely had that conversation, you know, pre pandemic, just with faculty who are like, who maybe are teaching online for the first time. And they're just mm-hmm. like, everyone tells me to be, be very involved, you know, try to reach out to my students. Mm-hmm. And I'm reaching out to some of these people, they're just not responding. And there is a process there where you have to kind of get okay with that. But man, it is tough. It is tough. You just want to like, drive to their house and remain six feet away from them, but like <laughs> knock on the door and yeah. <laughs> be like, honk your you? horn you know? with your windows yes. up. Yes. <laughs> Decorate hey, your car. I miss you. I, I'm not creepy. Yeah. And, and, you know, and especially now you're, you're absolutely right. We don't know what's going on with them. Maybe their only connection to the internet is their phone. And, you know, maybe they, they lost their job and can't pay for their phone anymore. That's an extreme example. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's that kind of stuff. We have no idea what everybody's going through right now. And it can right. definitely be happening. You know, in the in the first podcast that where we talked, I, mm-hmm. I mentioned an app called Remind. Yeah. And I know that's that's one that that I've had various faculty tell me they've used and I used it last semester. Mm-hmm. And you know, I found it incredibly helpful because I felt like I was really reaching my students exactly where they were. Since yeah. with Remind, you're able to to text them. And as you said, you know, with, with uh, Google Voice, you can also do that. You can text them and be in contact with them in a much more casual way mm-hmm. by with your phone without sharing your, your personal Compartmentalizing your personal is important. <laughs> it really is. It really is. You kind of have to have little boundaries for yourself because yeah. as we will probably discuss at some point to maintain your sanity, you, <laughs> have, to, you have to not feel like you're at work all the time. Right. And now that we're at home, you know, that can be much more of a challenge. No doubt. Um, well, you know, we've talked, we talked a little bit about um, some of these extra tools that you can use, things like Remind, Google mm-hmm, Voice, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But I want, I want to be sure to put a caveat on that because I feel like people are going to hear now a lot about different types of tools. Oh my and, gosh, the number of oh, listicles that I've read. Yes, so just, right? I'm oversaturated. Every, yeah. every education adjacent program is like, hey, you can have a free trial now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get pulled into that. Here's, how, here's the silver bullet that. for any werewolf. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Vampires, you know werewolves, <laughs> anything. We've got this one <laughs> single silver bullet that will kill. Oh my gosh. That is that is so 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 true, and especially in online, just like historically, it seems like anything that's bright and it seems bright and new and shiny, mm-hmm. people sometimes like jump onto. Well, with everything, there's a little bit of a of a learning curve. There's you know, no and that's gotten better. But still, don't feel like you have to try every new thing, or right. that you know somebody else is doing a thing, so you absolutely have to use that thing too. It's kind you of a don't. marathon versus. Yeah sprint, right? Like even if you see something now, you could say, oh, wow, that's interesting. File it away for later. Like, you know, you go to conferences and you come back with all these ideas. You don't sit there and put all of them in the class at the same time. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, what you need, one of the many things you need to maintain during all this is as much of your sanity sanity. as possible. (laughs) And you got to, yeah, you got to take care of you. And, and 
adapt, you know, trying to take on way too much right mm-hmm. now when all you really need to do is just know some of your LMS basics, know, you know, know how to run that, stay in contact with your, with your students and, you know, you made for, a good point, which is semester. that some folks are going to online in summer. So if you're like, once you're ready to think about that, because I definitely think that the whole eating an elephant one bite at a time Absolutely, applies yeah. here. But if you see a tool that you want to use, don't do it right now, but you could do it for summer. Or if you, even if like you go back to face to face in summer, you can always add this into your face-to-face and, you know, make it a little more Definitely. techie. Or Definitely. you could use this for a future online class. This isn't something that needs to happen right now just because, oh God, time's running out. Time's not running out. <laughs> yeah, historically, <laughs> you know, with with designing and developing online classes, what ideally would happen is, you know, you'd have, you'd have a semester or so to get used to the idea, to plan everything out. And then once that class started, you'd be 100% ready to be teaching mm-hmm. that, that on, online. And another thing that we talk about is, you know, not, like not making a lot of wild changes to an online class while right. it's going on, right? That's so, so disruptive. So, That's about as disruptive exactly. as, as what we're going through right now. Exactly, exactly. Because traditionally, online students like, like their structure. They like mm-hmm. to know when their, their deadlines are, you know, they, they like to plan this stuff out. Well, face-to-face um, students are like that too. I mean, they come, they sit down in the same seats, you know, they know that you're (laughs) going to come in and if you've established group work on the first day, they'll kind of know that if you've established lecture, they kind of know like whatever you've done, that's what they expect. So, you know, we're creatures of habit, all of us. Absolutely. And see, so right there, you know, there, there is a connection. There is a similarity between your face-to-face and your online class. So, when people think about teaching online, especially this quickly, you know, when they haven't really had a lot of time to think about it, what they want to do is replicate immediately what they did in their face-to-face class. You know what? I think right online. now it's so true because you've got, you've seen all these Zoom meetings with Zoom happy hour or Zoom like <laughs> right. virtual coffee. It's so true. We're trying to replicate exactly what we're doing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really natural to want to do that with assessments, like multiple choice tests and things. But mm-hmm. what kind of things are, are you doing with your online class that would be maybe different than that? Or, or what are your thoughts on that? So this actually, this is something I've been thinking about a lot because for years I've been thinking to myself, I teach math y'all, um, but <laughs> I think to myself, what are, what, is, what are the things that my students always want to know? They want to know where do we see math in real life, right? And what we do right. in class is we basically do a little bit of lecture, some group work, maybe we bring in some innovation, you know, some activities and things like that. And then, but for the most part in a face-to-face class, what I do is I do what the rest of most of the nation does, which is I give them a test that just has them work procedural questions. But I've always Mm -hmm. wondered, are there ways that I could bring in more innovative assessments? And I think there are. Um, but for such a, such a scenario right now, uh, we're, we're tasked with a bunch of problems. So the first thing I needed to do was take stock of what my students had. So, you know, there are a ton of like remote proctoring services and there are a ton, like, Mm -hmm. like we just talked about, there are a million different tools out there. Right. So that being said, I took stock of what all of my students had. Some of them do not even have a computer, but they are like, well, you know, every now and again, I can get access to one if, you know, the stars align and everything else. So some of them don't have internet those some of them though so what i needed to do is really think about how can i be equitable to all of my students 
Awesome. You know, while while not stressing them out too terribly much about this, right? And while also because I do I do want them to to learn in my class. Like at the end of this, I yeah. want them be able to, if, if they're going to stick it out with me and I hope they do, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I want them to be able to, to say, well, you know, Hey, I actually learned something. And you've seen right. in the media and everywhere, all these like exponential growth graphs, and we'd be remiss not to take advantage uh-huh. of that. So yeah. I am, I've made essentially a, a test that is, you know, they have choices on problems to work, but within mm-hmm. that they have to explain their thinking. They have to um, really, some of them have to create kind of their own scenario and then describe it. You know, I've done nice. lots of presentations on uh, innovative online types of things and getting students mm-hmm. away from the computer. And I think mm-hmm. they're on the computer right now all the time because they're in a million <laughs> different classes. How can I get them away, yeah. but still also help them to, to master the content? So for example, in college algebra, and I think I sent this to you, like I'm most proud of this one. Uh, so <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I asked my That's student, a good one. You know, I said, basically, like I've given them a scenario. You go for a a walk because you're tired of being in your house and you're mindful of social distancing. So you go for a walk (laughs) and you walk at this rate for, you know, set number of minutes. And then you take a break. Maybe you see your neighbor and you maintain across the street distance to talk to them for a certain amount of time. And then you keep going at this other rate. And so draw a graph of what that might look like. And, you know, I mean, that's fantastic. That is, it's like super <laughs> timely. And it, you're right. It's showing how we use math every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, I'm lucky because I'm one of the ones that had been teaching online before. So I now have a little bit of mental space to, to worry about some of the things that I've always wanted to do. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know if that's the right answer for everyone, but exactly. it, I just, I, I know with my students, right. I, and they can have the whole week to do it. And even if they work, like I told them guys, don't, don't work with each other, please don't like be creepy and shady. But the thing is like, (laughs) the thing that's important for me is that they're talking about math. And if, if we can get them to do that, then we're already ahead. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. And then, you know, then they understand more of what they mm-hmm. then see in the news. You know, and I want to tell you a story. To, yeah, if I could. Like, I, I love that I invite you to talk on the podcast. And I'm like, but listen, I want to <laughs> tell you stuff. Sorry. You do, I Listeners. love it. No, please go ahead. One of the things that, that, that I had the other day was one of my students in my business Cal class. He wrote me and he, he was asking me a question about diminishing returns, uh-huh. which is an economics concept. And uh, first of all, I have no knowledge of, you know, super deep economics concepts. I can look <laughs> at the math and be like, well, yeah. And so he wrote me this question and he asked me about, you know, this, will we have more than one point of diminishing returns? And in my head, I thought, well, no, I don't think so. But I don't want to because I knew what the graph looked like. And there were multiple points that, Mm -hmm. you know, could be described as this, but they had restricted the values. And I said, well, you know, in my head, I'm trying to think this through. Why would this be? And so I wrote one of my math friends and he was like, man, I don't know. And uh, so I was like, okay, (laughs) who do I know? Like, I have to ask, I'll ask Uh one of my, my, my other friends who does have a working knowledge of economics, he's got a uh-huh. PhD in uh, poli sci and he also has a minor in economics. And so I, I texted him and I was like, yo, I have an economics question. Hit me back. And I could just imagine him saying, my time to shine, it has arrived, right? It's like all the <laughs> philosophy people right now with their, you know, now it's an ethics question. Yes, uh-huh. I've, now is the time. <laughs> so he calls me back. We have this hour long conversation about 
um, diminishing returns. And, you know, in the particular instance, could there be and why there couldn't? And, you know, we, we basically like I gave him the math. He gave me the economics. We both mm -hmm. came together with and had a really deep discussion. I wrote a, uh -huh. a quick answer to the student and I gave him some more context. And he wrote me back and he was like, wow, like that really made this a lot more um, a lot more interesting and a lot more. I was able to understand it a lot more with that context. Yeah. Like, thank you so much. And I nice. think that's not having that opportunity to do this right now, I feel so lucky because yeah. I don't think that if we were in a face-to-face, -face, like I think if we were in a face-to-face, -face yeah. I would have written and said, here's the math behind it. And he wouldn't have had the, the breathing space to think about it. And I would exactly. have conversation. And since then, we found a Cal 3 application that's related to this. And I haven't uh -huh. read it because it's like three pages long and I'm working on recording podcasts instead of reading it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's that is a, a good example of I like what you just said there about, you know, having some of the breathing space. People are still going to be learning, but mm -hmm. they're they're gonna be learning in a slightly different way. So, you know, if you if you miss that face to face thing, don't get upset. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Learning is still gonna happen. And yeah, just keep working for that and keep looking for those really those moments, those moments when your students are kind of having those aha moments, you know, mm -hmm. out in their house by themselves. They're not going to be doing it right in front of you anymore. You know, you it's it's hard to lose out on that, you know, right. being able to read people's body language, but it's still going to happen. But to your point, too, I mean, we, you know, we're talking a little bit about technology here. Mm -hmm. Likely you're using an online homework system if you're in math. And maybe mm -hmm. some other possibilities too. Like I, I don't know all the disciplines, but you know, every single publisher out there just about has made their platform available right now. And there mm -hmm. are a ton mm -hmm. of reports. So for example, one of the, the the homework systems I use is Alex, and they have these insight reports that tell me when students are struggling. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, they, if, if they're struggling with a topic that they've spent a lot of time on, or if mm -hmm. they have just kind of fallen off or procrastinated, things like that. And so that I can't see in class anyway, but True. I certainly can look and see instantaneously how are yeah. you doing and what's happening with you right now. And yeah, then that's I a can great tool to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you, yeah, if you do have tools like that and things like that, definitely use them. Mm -hmm. May I blurt one thing? Yes, blurt loud? it. Okay, because we did talk about eating an elephant earlier, right? Yep. And one thing I kind of forgot to mention is that, that I think is important for us to remember is that in this particular situation, many of us are suddenly becoming learners again, right? Mm -hmm. And Ooh, that's good. exactly, exactly. And we forget, it's funny how we work for education and we kind of forget that. And we ask our students all the time to learn. And with them, we kind of understand, you know, learning, you have to be sort of vulnerable to learn, right? You have to be willing to not be an expert. You have to be willing to kind of put yourself out there to learn new material. Well, that's kind of what folks are going through right now, right? And it doesn't matter if you, like, if you have a PhD in philosophy, if you've never taught online, teaching online is new to you. And, mm -hmm. and being able to meet that and being able to, to kind of go, okay, I'm going to sit in these, with these uncomfortable feelings of learning mm -hmm. something new, and I'm going to work through them, I think is super important. And I think acknowledging that is, is super okay. You know, you're used to being the expert in your classroom. Right. And but now, that gives you a level of empathy too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. You know, right. I, um, yes. 
I try to learn something new every semester because I want, I don't want, but I know how important the frustration is because that's what my students, you know, and, and, and I mean, man, I have like frustrated the heck out of myself. I'm trying to learn Italian. And sometimes the word about you, when I, when I remembered this earlier, I thought about you learning Italian. Like I'm, I'm in some classes right now and haven't been in a long time. And yeah, it's, yeah. uh, You want to hear something else I learned? Yes, please. I'm sorry. I'm learning because I have not learned it yet. And it drives me up a wall, (laughs) but I want to learn to crochet. And so I've (gasps) been trying to learn how to crochet like this little baby Yoda because uh, I mean, obviously. And um, yes, of course. But it's using a a technique called crochet in the round. And I can only get to Uh about your shoulder and then I have to throw it away and start again. And (sighs) it is the most frustrating thing. Yes, yes. Funny you should mention the fiber arts because I picked up knitting yesterday. I haven't knitted in years. I haven't knitted in years. I have a blanket that is half done. It has been half done for years. And the other day I'm like, you know what? I think I need this. I need need to pick this back up. I need Mm -hmm. to take myself away from the computer and do this. And I actually remembered how to, how to do it, which was amazing you. to me. It was ama- you- like, there was, there was some struggle at first. I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I hold my hands? I was like Ricky Bobby there for a second. I'm like, <laughs> what do I do with my hands? But, <laughs> but then it came back to me, but it did. Yeah. It did put me in that space again. Okay. That, that kind of uncomfortable, it's okay to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. when you're like Productive something. struggle. We talk about this all yes. the time. How much do we want our students to struggle productively? productively that is key yes well cool well thank you so much again for hanging out with us for coming back so and welcome. like i'm so Anytime, lucky that we get time. to have you for one oh, more about building community so yay it's thank gonna be you awesome so much it is you're awesome all right so are you again long distance high <laughs> five all righty Thanks for listening. If you have questions for me or Jennifer, please feel free to send an email to podcast at infinitelyirrational.com or you can connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Alternatively, you can visit our website at infinitelyirrational.com.